Hanging out on a Monday. Post-Patriots victory Monday, so at least made staying up late last night worth it. I got a nice solid nap yesterday afternoon, so that was good. That Me was too. That three-and-a-half-hour nap was handy, <laughs> needed, and well done. I don't even – does that – is that even considered like a nap or is that like a like a, a mini-sleep? Like I don't – No, I don't it's know. a nap. It's a nap? All right. Just a, That's a hell of a nap, though, yeah, I guess. I need, to get, I need to get more of those in my life. Mike Dusso is here from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Mike was actually at the game last night. He's recovering for entirely different reasons. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How, uh, first off, how was the weather last night in the atmosphere? Fallish, like ready to go? Like that sort of, sort of, you know, early November sort of deal, perfect football weather? Yeah, a little, little bit nippy, uh, but but not too bad. You know, nothing, uh, nothing too miserable. And, you know, once the game gets going, you warm up, but, Got a little colder towards the end, though, for sure. Now, the um, the the game last night. Uh, my first concern was when I saw not just because of my fantasy team, <laughs> but because of the fact that there's no other running backs on the roster other than uh, Kenyon Balmer, who who basically is not even seeing the field right now. James White left the field with an injury uh, in, late in the first half. Ended up coming back and playing, but uh, I'm assuming we may see him on an injury report this week, and that is a big-time concern for me, especially with the way this offense is flowing right now. You know what? I'm at the point now. Does it even matter? I mean, the Patriots, they just keep rolling guys out there. I mean, I, I write all these things about, hey, we got to establish the run, and they just roll Cordero Patterson out there as a running back, and... You know, they're able to produce 31 points because they're just such a well-coached team across the board. It's like, I, I don't know, I, I guess I'm just resigned right now to, like, how can I complain about any of this, really? I mean, they, you know, I know they lose guys, and there's certainly a long-range game plan of, yes, we'd love to have Sony Michelle back. But, man, is there, just, is there anything that can really torpedo this team as long as they have, you know, Brady, White, Edelman, those kind of, like, elements? And even those guys at this point are starting to wonder about Talking with Mike Dusso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. Yeah, Collinsworth and those guys kept saying, oh, geez, look at all these guys that are hurt for Green Bay. And I'm thinking, really? We've just kind of washed by the four starters on offense that the Patriots are missing. You know, we, we could use those guys, I think. Right. I mean, you're you're rolling out. I mean, uh, it's just it's crazy. You know, you look at Shaq Mason, probably their best offensive lineman. You've got their left tackles dinged up. I yeah, mean, Cannon uh, didn't play, right? I mean, it's just remarkable, you know, that how they're just able to plug guys in. And, you know, a lot of these times these are totally torpedo teams. Uh, but I just thought last night, despite their shortcomings, and, you know, there certainly it wasn't all, you know, roses, but considering what they had to work with, uh, considering the team they beat, um, and considering especially what the defense did, which I was, I was very impressed with, uh, you know, it's hard not to just, feel good about this team they're going to get to the playoffs and in a one game situation it's it's, it's going to be a toss-up no matter who makes it to the end of the season healthy or not talking with mike do from pat's propaganda patspropaganda.com i was a little concerned i know that uh the patriots don't like to to blitz too much i mean they, they go back and forth sometimes they do but not not consistently which is good but uh I was getting really nervous, and I'm watching Rogers just stand back there and stand back there and look for somebody to throw it to. But the coverage must have been great because he yeah. he had a hard time finding somebody open. Yeah, it was. Um, I, I can't wait to go back and look at it. I mean, it's 
Uh, in some ways, it's better being at the game because you're able to watch what you want to watch, especially, you know, seeing all 22 players. Uh, but, you know, it also goes by quick. You don't get as many replays, so it's hard to really discern. But, um, you know, just really unique looks from the defense last night. If you look, there's, you know, they got all the guys close to the line of scrimmage. You know, you, we're used to seeing Deron Harmon and, and Devin McCourty, you know, deep, especially on third down. Um, and they were mixing it up last night, and, and I was reading a little bit about it this morning. I know they, you were asked about it after the game. They had to confuse Aaron Rodgers, and that's what teams do to Tom Brady. And, and you know, if you get him to hold the ball, I mean, he's such an athletic guy. He is hard to finish off, and, and you know, Belichick was echoing that exact statement, how, you know, how hard it is to actually get him and bring him down. But um, you just have to be impressed with, with how the secondary is playing, and they're playing like the high-priced veterans that they are. Um, and they did a great job last night, and you know it, it, it definitely helped the pass rush toward the end. But you know, I would say the coverage really carried the team early on, and and, and it shows on the scoreboard. You know, they only gave up 17 points to that team, and, and that's pretty good. Looks like Jason McCourty has been really a godsend. He sure has. I mean, you know, and it's, it's so weird. We're at training camp, wondering if he's they're moving him to safety. Is he getting cut? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, all that that we wondered about, and you know, and now it's like, no, no, he's exactly what we thought he was going to be. Malcolm Butler replacement, um, you know, just so consistent, and you know, he's really just been a, a great fit in the way he's rounded things out. And, and Jonathan Jones too, I got to point out in the slot. I mean, you know, he is competitive and feisty, and you know, it's just that this is really the strength of the defense right now. I don't think anyone is looking at their front outside of uh, Trey Flowers and you know maybe Kyle Van Noy scratching the surface a little bit, but you know, nobody is. Wow, this is a you know a huge defender, uh, the pass rusher that we need to worry about. But it's just the coverage is it's been really good, and uh, when that happens, it makes any pass rush pretty good. Talk with Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. You know, in the first half last night, a lot, I, you know, my timeline, my Twitter timeline was all concerned. I don't get enough of a pass rush on everybody. But I'll <laughs> tell you what, Adrian, I thought Adrian Claiborne. And um, Dante Hightower was in there quite a bit too, but especially I thought Claiborne uh, had his best game as a Patriot last night. Yeah, he sure did. I mean, um, especially there at the end, getting you know getting off the field. I mean, it was it was obviously it was a seventeen seven game before they they pulled away, but you know the defense started making plays, and I mean I think that's the biggest thing. You know, if if you can knock this defense all the time, but they just continue to do what they do every year, they get better. Um, and, you know, you look at the performance last night and, you know, it, it, it's not even in the same area code as what we saw in Detroit or in Jacksonville. <laughs> Please. Um, they're playing together and it's, it's balanced. And, you know, despite, look, they have weaknesses, we know that. Um, but I think that against a team like Green Bay, a little bit more of a traditional passing attack, they match up like they really want to match up. Continue to have some concerns when we get mobile quarterbacks and teams that have a lot of different kind of packages. Kansas City, again, will, would be another really tough test. But, you know, again, top to bottom, just an excellent, really good, well-coached football team uh, that's going to be in every single game that they play. And, as always, it's going to take 60 minutes in the straight free football to beat them. You know, the when they interviewed uh, people after the game, you know, they were saying, hey, we've been practicing the double pass for weeks but, you know, they, they didn't pull it out. They felt last night it might be something that they could throw in there, and it was big, and it was fun to watch. Oh, it was. The, the replay of that on TV, 
Mike was unbelievable. He showed all the linemen kind of standing around like they're shooting the breeze. Like, hey, what are you going to do after the game? You know. And then all of a sudden, the pass is completed and they race downfield. It, it was really funny to watch. I mean, just such great timing for it. You know, I mean, that's it was exactly the right point. It is exactly what they needed. Uh, you know, I mean, that's credit to Josh McDaniels, his creativity. Uh, you know, when I saw it being thrown back, I thought we were going to see uh, another one of those 2007 against Pittsburgh, the pass-pass bomb, but this was the, the pass-pass screen. Um, you know, just so creative, and, uh, you know, I continue to marvel at, you know, how they're able to know the exact right moment that they need those weird little plays that they've been working on. And, you know, with, with 2014 against the Ravens kind of being one of the prime examples with, uh, with uh, Julian Edelman's last uh, touchdown, I guess his only touchdown pass. Talk about Mike Duso, Pat's Propaganda, patspropaganda.com. All right, Mike, I, I need to ask you a question. This one was in my group chat this morning, and I needed an expert's opinion on this. <laughs> you have to you have to choose one of these two cornerbacks. 2018, uh, Stephon Gilmore. 2014, Darrell Rivas. Uh, you know, I think I'm going to go 2018, Gilmore. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think he's been on another level this year. I, with Revis, I felt like we figured him out. It was a little bit of a process during that season, um, but it wasn't quite the same where you felt like Revis was just going to, you know, it wasn't the Revis of 2009, 2010, where you feel like just set him on Moss or set him on your best receiver and that guy's done. He um, was a little bit more rusty at that point, you know, breaking down a little bit. So, And I think Gilmore right now is just at the peak of his powers. Um, I think he's such an interesting cornerback personality of just how kind of quiet and reserved and, and calm he is. It was very rare for that position, uh, and I really like that about him and the energy that he brings. I know that early on when he was with the Patriots last year, that was frustrating. Uh, you know, people would, were really, you know, ready to ship him out of town, as always, uh, with, with any player that comes and isn't immediately a superstar. But uh, what a performance by him uh, last night, you know, and, and, and every game he plays now, it's just more and more apparent that he is a full-on shutdown corner. Yes, and the stats are even <laughs> proving it out too. I mean, that's the thank you. Like that was that was the point. Like we got into it this morning. Like, I don't know. Was there? Have you ever heard of Gilmore Island? I'm like Gilmore played in Buffalo. Do you think they're creating an? They don't even have like uh, you know. Uh, I don't even. Do they even have like gullies up there? In Gilmore Buffalo? Skating I, Arena. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. There was no like. They're not going to come up with some cool nickname. I said that whole Revis thing was because he was the only functional player on that Jets team for a long time. Of course, he's going to get nicknames. But well, like, let me ask you a question: Like, what jumps to mind of the signature 2014 Daryl Revis performance for the Patriots? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he was good and solid in games. He had the interception against the Colts, and you know, maybe sometimes corners are quiet like that and he didn't do anything but i just feel like with gilmore it's like he's checking guys off the box he's, each week they face somebody that he shuts them down always talking with mike do so on mondays provided the patriots play on sunday from a pat's propaganda pat's propaganda.com uh a, a guy who's not going to get a lot of uh, uh of run i think in the media today but i thought had a sneaky good game last night and was key in many spots was philip dorsett you know and that's him that's like i feel like he, he's not the first round potential superstar guy that we were kind of like well maybe he is that i mean he is kind of what he is now he'll come in he'll ship in with a 
few timely catches, usually where he just kind of finds a space and catches it. Um, but I think it's obvious with what Gordon has brought to the offense that that is the mold that they want to fill for that X receiver spot. And they were trying to roll it with Dorsett. They gave him every chance. Um, you know, he's. I feel like he's one of those Belichick kryptonite guys because he has the, the work ethic. He looks the part. He, you know, everything about him is like, wow, this guy should be the next DR branch. Um, but there's just, you get him on the field in a game, and he's just not that kind of consistent guy. So he can chip in as your, you know, fourth, fifth receiver, come in with a, you know, a catch, and, and that's great. You need those guys. Um, but I don't think anyone's harboring any expectations anymore that Philip Dorsett is ever going to be a full time starter in this offense by choice. Talking with Mike Dussel from Pats Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. So this week, uh, road trip to Tennessee, um, another team that I think is going to empty the playbook. Tennessee coming off of a bye week this week as well, so it's kind of a kind of not the best time uh, for the Pats to be facing them. Do you think we see Sony Michelle this week, or do you think they're going to wait one more week and try to get him back after the bye? I just wait, right? I mean, you well, need- I don't think he, I, I, I just, I'm sitting here and I'm like. I don't want him or Gronk next week. And if you honestly, if you lose that Tennessee game, like you deserve to lose it, whether they're playing or not, is the way I look at it. I know. Well, let them prepare for Cordero Patterson out right. of the backfield. I mean, cheapest. That that every time I watch him run out of the back, it's just the most crazy thing. You know, especially they're giving him goal line carries out of the eye formation. You know, like the guy's a wide receiver. And they just do it. They just do it. I mean, anybody else would have signed Mike Gillisley. Anybody else managing the team. But, nope, they do it their way, and it continues to work. Uh, so, you know, I, I think with Michelle, I, I'm all on, I'm all on rest him, rest Gronk. I mean, you know, it, they can do it without him, and it's fine. Like, just protect those guys because I feel like this is a very good Patriots team right now. They should beat Tennessee as they are right now. Get to the playoffs. you got to play KC again you're going to need Michelle and Gronk in those games. And it's just not worth it to push them. I mean, with the way Gronk looks, you know, he's just clearly back problems and give those guys this extra week to rest. And then, you know, we'll get to Thanksgiving and then we're really in the push. That's kind of the way I'm looking at it too. Like yeah. you get this, you I'm get this whole thing. Yeah. Just let's not look at it. Let's just stop it. You know what I mean? We don't, is there a hotline we can call in and tell them what we think? On yeah. That? I'm sure there are plenty of them. <laughs> I'm sure there, there are plenty of them. Yeah, 1-800, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, right. I'm sure there's a ton of those. Sure there is. Oh, BillBelichickCoach.com. Yeah, 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 there we go. Oh, man. Bill, I've got a play for you that yeah. you could run. There we go. <laughs> 1-800-Hoodie.com. Yeah, yes, oh, there we go. That there would we be... Go. Uh, that would be that would be there. By too. the way, the other teams' uh, coaches were wearing the military, uh, whatever, and uh, Bill had his regular blue, no no cutoff hoodie this week, but a blue jacket. Well, if we want to get technical about it, he actually had the hot jacket underneath the bomber jacket. But you know, that's why I'm the hoodie expert, and you're not. <laughs> uh, no, I know. Yeah, I know. A couple people asked me about that. Um, you know, a little bit surprising, but obviously, uh, you know, having grown up uh, the Naval Academy and all that, I don't think anyone's ever going to question Bill Belichick's support of, of the military. Um, but, uh, you know, as someone who does obsess about his clothing, it did not I, go unnoticed. I never remember, <laughs> I don't remember him wearing uh, camouflage anything. Has he ever? Mm, I, you know, I really don't I, think I so. don't, I'm and pretty I'm sure. 
<laughs> my wife always she wasn't there last night to watch the game with me, but she always watches what he's got on, and she I don't ever remember her saying, "Wow, Bill's wearing camouflage." Not ever. Maybe. Do we have somebody that yeah. checks those things for us? Fact checking. <laughs> I think that would be me. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I need to double check, but uh, yeah, you know, I well, I feel like with him, he certainly uh, he certainly walks the walk, even if he doesn't talk the talk or wear the wear. You know, uh, so I uh, one of those pieces that that I'll have to jump in today, and uh, I'm, I'm curious to look back though. I you know, I'm sure he's had like the. Um, flags the rhythms that kind of stuff on on oh sure usually he does what he's going to do oh no that's what i was i guess that's what i was getting at he's going to do what he's going to do there's no question that he's supportive but yeah he's just gonna like it's like the hoodies that's it's his way to say the nfl no yeah i'm not wearing your stuff it is my it is my true question of like does he really just grab whatever's there or is it like he the most secretly superstitious person in the world and it's all thought out and now a large part of it is coming from him just trying to mess with me and coming up with the most random choices that he can so i'm like what is he wearing and losing my mind uh you know the only one person who (laughs) is losing their mind about his random fashion choices oh no when they played uh in the super bowl when they were trying to go all the way undefeated he showed up for the super bowl in a beautiful red jacket and the first thing my wife and i looked at and said what in hell does he have on oh that's some nice that everybody remembers nice patriots uh, jacket and i'm thinking get that thing off of him what is he doing (laughs) i know well and he also had cut off the sleeves so short it was like you know usually they're like forearm length and and that time it was like he went short sleeves and (laughs) you know it's uh he hasn't worn red since did wear he did wear red a few times before that although never <laughs> cut off but yeah. um the, the one thing i have learned and, and and i have apologized for this is that we didn't fully recognize the trend until this past super bowl but the three times he has cut off the sleeves of of his sweatshirts in the super bowl he has lost and anytime he has not cut the sleeves off he has won so we crack that code if we get back boy get that get the word to him on that would you please holy oh, I, I'm wicked superstitious. Oh yeah, you better be. Yeah, you better be tweeting Linda about this. (laughs) Oh boy, bad. Oh boy. The only thing you'll find here, you're only going to get this here. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's right. People are tuning in to get this stuff. They're tuning in for this. You can't get this just anywhere. Yeah, this is this is hard on the street stuff. This is secret hitting secret code stuff. Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda, <laughs> patspropaganda.com. You can find him on Twitter. Just look for Pat's Propaganda there. Mike, we will talk to you next week. Hopefully, we will once again be talking about a Patriots victory, and we can look ahead to a week where hopefully nobody can get injured because it will be a bye week. So, you know, Sounds fingers crossed on that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. Take care, Mike. That's Mike Duso from Pat's Propaganda and patspropaganda.com. You are <laughs> listening to the B-List Daily on the new 105.5 Sports, 105.5 FM, AM 1240, Lewiston, Auburn, AM 780 in Rumford, powered by MBR.org, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios.